Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Home Sustainable Podcast. I am so glad you're here. First, a quick introduction to the podcast. Very basically, give me 10 minutes each week and I will give you a sustainable swap for your home. I'm an economist, so I'm all about efficiencies. I'm also a busy mom. So yes, definitely all about time efficiencies. Hey, I'm Lisa, energy economist, succulent lover, small business owner, boy mom, and I have been going down a rabbit hole of making my home more sustainable one product or practice swap at a time. And I'm taking you with me. Each week, I will cover a sustainable swap for your home to remove the guesswork and overwhelm. Join me as we explore ways to make our homes greener, healthier, and happier for our families. Maybe you've been thinking about or wanting to make some sustainable swaps for a while, but just feeling completely overwhelmed and paralyzed by where to even start. I hear you. My easy advice, pick one swap to start. Just one swap. You don't have to make some large sweeping changes in your home. Not at all. You are busy and goodness knows none of us need more overwhelm. So start with a swap that's manageable, interesting, and exciting for you and your family. This will ensure your success, and that's the important thing. Once you have adopted one or two new products or practices, the positive momentum will keep you going on maintaining new habits and introducing some more. So where do you start? Well, that's for you to decide. In the next few weeks, this podcast will cover simple swaps for your bathroom, your kitchen, your laundry room, and I'm hoping these episodes spark some interest in a swap or two that makes sense for you and your home. Please keep listening and let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about. And as a last note, this is a judgment-free zone. We are all trying to do our best and it's hard and life is overwhelming sometimes or a lot of the time. So please have grace with yourself. I am just so glad you're here. Hey friend, thanks for joining me today. I am super excited because today we are going to talk about an eco-friendly kitchen. That's right. Today we're going to talk about three easy spots that you can really make some small but mighty changes in making your kitchen a little more eco-friendly. We're going to cover reducing single-use plastics in the kitchen, how to get our recycling game really strong, and the kitchen's a great place to do that, and then wrapping up with how to reduce food waste in our kitchen. Again, three easy spots to really make a difference in our sustainability at home. So kicking things off with reducing some plastic use in our kitchen. I'm sure top of mind for you is ah, those pesky single-use plastic bags like sandwich bags and storage bags. And this is a great place to reduce plastic use. Um, There's many great options on the market now for reusable plastic bags. The brand Stasher bag is beloved by all. They are very high quality. They are a bit of an investment, but I promise that investment will pay off by the amount of single-use plastic bags you are no longer buying. Next, substitute your disposable water bottles with reusable ones. Also, probably something that you've looked at doing before. Um, Of course, the Stanley Cup is having its moment, just like the clean canteen before it. For what it's worth, I try to stay away from these trends. Um, Just get what you like and that you'll use for many, many years to come. And that'll do you good. There's many great bottles to look at in this category. Next up, swap your plastic straws for metal or reusable ones. I love to keep a metal straw in my purse or even uh, my baby bag for my toddler. He's super excited to use them at restaurants and such. Think about ditching your paper plates or 
plastic plates, plastic flatware, plastic cups, all those, all those single-use items for reusable options. There's lots of great reusable options on the market that are at pretty low price points. I got some at Target, which I'm excited to have for summer meals outside this next summer. And rounding things out, store some reusable shopping bags in your car for easy access. And this will help cut down on the single-use plastic grocery bags that you need for grocery stores. Now, I know sometimes this habit is hard to implement. I would say just try and store them in your car because every time you go grocery shopping, and I promise you will forget them in the car, I have done the same thing, but you remember the next time to take them into the grocery store. And it's just like little by little, you build that habit. And pretty soon, once you get to the grocery store, grabbing those out of the car is like old hat. Next up, we're going to talk about how to recycle. Recycling has been around for a long time, but I feel like the game's changed a bit. So while certainly you want to check with your local city or county guidelines on recycling, there are some good rules of thumb that I want to go over to help you feel more confident in your recycling. And as a note, checking city and county guidelines is really easy. Literally just Google your city and recycling, and I promise the Google search will bring up a link to the page that'll give you good guidelines about what is acceptable in your local area for curbside pickup. So what are the general rules of thumb? Okay, let's start. Cardboard. Recycles. Unless it's contaminated by something, like grease. So I see you pizza boxes, and I'm sorry, but those aren't recyclable. But overall, cardboard is great. Break it down. Put it in there. Glass. Generally does not go in curbside pickup anymore. Again, check your local requirements, but generally doesn't go in recycle, which is a bummer, but... A little backstory there. I think what happened is cities were finding that glass was breaking and then that was making it hard for other things to recycle. As you can imagine, paper covered in shards of glass makes it hard to recycle the paper. So they've taken glass out of curbside pickup and now what we do is we can collect glass in its own area at home and then just drop it off at a specific glass recycle drop. I also like to keep glass for pantry and food storage, uh, which is a great way to reuse these bottles. So that's glass. Plastic recycle. It recycles. Sometimes. Why couldn't we just make it easy? So of course, we have to check the bottom of plastic containers and note the number uh, in the little recycle symbol. So check your local requirements and they will let you know what numbers they accept. On theme, plastic has to be mostly clean. So what I like to do, if there's any residual, just let some water sit in the container. And then you can wipe that out and put it in the recycle. But uh, let's be honest, this is not happening with a peanut butter jar. It's just not. So make peace and throw the peanut butter container in the trash. You heard it here, and that's okay. On to metal cans. Metal cans are often accepted in curbside recycling. And of course, same note as above, these have to be clean. So just let some water soak out any remaining food, sauce, juice, whatever, and then put it in your recycle. And there you go. And last but not least, we are talking about food waste. Ugh, if you are like me and running a household with a little Mr. or Miss, I don't like it. Even though they loved it yesterday. Ooh, we know a little bit about food waste. Is it bad that sometimes I just eat that? Do you do that too? Anyways, so food waste is actually really important when looking at the sustainability of our home. Food in landfills breaks down and releases methane. Now, part of this is because in landfills, it lacks access to oxygen, which is important for 
the decomposition process. So when you think about food breaking down through the composting process, that's a different thing. I just, I want to make the point in landfills, lacks oxygen, food breakdown releases methane. Methane is a greenhouse gas emission, just like carbon dioxide that comes out of our internal combustion cars. And methane is actually a much more potent greenhouse gas emission than carbon dioxide. So that's why reducing food waste can really make an impact because it overall will reduce methane emissions. So here's a couple of tips that I like to use for reducing food waste in our kitchen. First, meal plan. The best way to make sure you don't end up with a lot of unused food in your refrigerator is to plan your meals for the week so that you know what you need to buy and when you're going to use it. I'll admit I'm not the best at meal planning, but what we've done in our home is set a protein for each night of the week. So Monday is salmon, Tuesday's tofu, Wednesday's chicken, Thursday is whitefish, and then Friday is fun. So we could do whatever we want. We might go out, we might order in, we might do like a lentil, we might do leftovers, who knows what. But in this way, I know generally what I'm making each night. And this brings me to strategy number two, which is utilize your freezer. So with a lot of these proteins that I'm talking about, they're either in the freezer, so I just know I need to defrost them in the morning, and then we'll make whatever for the evening. Or like in the case of lentils, they're in the pantry, tofu in the refrigerator, but it lasts for a long time. So in this way, I don't have proteins that end up going bad because I haven't used them in a limited amount of time. Another way I love to use my freezer is to freeze fruits that are close to turning but not quite gone yet. So freeze those blueberries and throw them in a smoothie. I also like to freeze waffles that are really easy to defrost in the toaster. And I'll make muffins and egg bites and things like that that, again, freeze great, easy to defrost, and make the family happy. And rounding out my love for the freezer batch your meals, freeze the leftovers, or even freeze the prep. I have a cookbook that goes through prepping food and then freezing it so that you can pull it out and make a homemade fresh meal, but it's really pretty quick and easy because everything's prepped and frozen. You just need to either throw it in a pot, throw it in your Instapot, and voila. And the last piece on reducing our food waste is something I mentioned up front, but what we can do with food waste on the back end is compost. Now, composting in my mind is a whole topic in and of itself. It's a really fun topic and I am definitely going to cover it in another episode, but there's too much to go into today. So thanks so much for listening. Three ways to make your kitchen more eco-friendly and sustainable. Look at ways to reduce your single-use plastics in the kitchen. Get strong on that recycling game and think about ways you can reduce food waste in your kitchen. I know I shared a lot of information in this episode, and again, I go back to pick one or two things that sound doable and sound like things you can implement in your day-to-day, and start there. Start with one or two things, and then once you get comfortable with those, come back and pick a few more things to implement, and I promise over time, you will find yourself with an eco-friendly kitchen and be so excited with your new habits. Thanks so much, and can't wait to see you next week. Oh, and if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to follow along. Please leave me a review. And if there's anything you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, shoot me an email at hello at thehomesustainable.com. Thanks so much.